0: Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, here today with Vicki, and we're going to talk about our kids. <laughs> well, we have some. Because we have some, and you probably do too if you're listening to the, the homeschool, homeschool High School, School Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got these kids, and every one of them is their own person. And yet, they're also all kids. And if they're in high school, they're all teens. And they're all God's kids. They are. And God loves them all. And yet, we do tend to sort of group them a little bit. We, we tend to think of, um, well, let's just say it. We tend to think of the gifted kids, the average kids, and the struggling kids. And the gifted kids are only the ones bound for Harvard. yes. And the average kids are the ones that... Are losers. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they'll be okay, I guess. We just have to be kind of embarrassed about them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the struggling kids, well, bless them, they're struggling. I mean, they've got the the deck stacked against them, and they're working hard. It's those average kids that really kind of embarrass us if they have our last name, because, well, I mean... They're so average. Yeah. And and they don't have any radical <laughs> struggles that they're dealing with. They're just average, right? <laughs> yes. We sound really awful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but there's a good reason for yes. us sounding awful. Yes. Because these are the kind of internal monologues that our subconscious is often running. And it's really detrimental to our homeschooling, to our parenting, and to our own relationship with God, not mm-hmm. to mention the spillover onto each of our kids' relationships with God,
1: it it is an accidental thing in American momness. So it's not just American
0: momness. Yes. You heard that first
1: here on the Homeschool <laughs> High School Podcast. Yes, it's a thing. Like if our kid isn't in the top three percent of their class, whatever that is or aren't going to Harvard, or aren't getting a full-ride scholarship to the best university ever. Or didn't have certain scores on the SAT or the ACT, or, yeah. Yeah, didn't invent something when they were 14. Uh-huh. Like, really, if those, if our kids aren't those, then somehow we are failures as moms. Yep. And our kids are somehow falling short of the glory of God. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, we're going
0: to be real here. I don't. I don't believe, and I don't think Vicki believes that any of you are sitting around actually saying
1: these things to your kids. No, it's it's subconscious. Yeah, but it's pressure. It's just pressure. Like you read in the groups, oh, my kid got a full ride into, or my kid's got a 4.0 GPA, or my Mm -hmm. kid got this awesome thing or the other. And then somehow we are insufficient as moms, and so our kids are insufficient as human beings. Right, right.
0: So we're going to try to debunk that myth a little bit, and we're going to try to maybe give you some new uh, conversations to have inside your own head that will be a little healthier, Yay. Uh, for mom as well as for kids. So, Yay. all right, let's first talk about what does "average" actually mean, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have you done statistics with your kids yet? Mm, if not, you're about to get a little teaser. <laughs> so it is good to do statistics at some time or other. I hate math. But one of the most lovely things I got out of statistics over and over with my kids was that all human beings fall within a bell, a bell-shaped curve of population if you made a graph out of them. Mm-hmm. So in academic prowess... All kids fall in this bell. So the, the bell is the, the number of kids and their IQ, their academic success. So most kids, 83% of children, fall under the high point of the, the bell. Mm-hmm. That means their IQ is average, their GPA is average, their accomplishments academically are average. Because average means the most of. Yeah. Most. That's the average, is just, you know, that the 50% of the population falls right around, you know, above and below that number. 83% are under that bell. So 83% of kids are average.
0: So 83% of you who are listening to this podcast today, you
1: probably have average kids. And it's a good thing it's because a good thing. God never screwed up anything. No, he did not. So he must think that average academic kids are beautiful in his eyes. And are really important for the kingdom of God if there's 83%
0: of the population that fit that. He wouldn't have made that many average if
1: average wasn't extremely important in the kingdom of God. And so if we get our eyes off of wishing our kids and we were somehow better and look for the beauty of what God has done then we can concentrate on that and say, what is God raising in this young person he's given me? And why me, Mm -hmm. you know, what, Mm -hmm. what is it about me that he chose for this child? Yeah.
0: So um, a nice little parallel situation to think about that will maybe help you um, recognize your own subtle biases against averageness and embrace the beauty of averageness. Mm I have friends who are homeschool family, and they have a child who is tremendously gifted um, playing the viola
1: mm-hmm.
0: and is playing way above her age group in all kinds of places and uh, you know, offers to travel Europe and this sort of thing and while she's still quite young. And not many of us who sign our kids up for piano lessons or violin lessons or guitar lessons are really that hard on ourselves when we hear about that kid's story. We go, mm-hmm. oh, well, she's a musical prodigy, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there aren't very many of those in the world, and that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most kids study music for it to be a fun thing, an enriching thing, and most of them don't even think about pursuing it professionally, much mm-hmm. less are they sought out by professional musicians at a young mm-hmm. age to play with them. You know? So we don't compare ourselves in those ways. Um, we have a, a student that actually we've interviewed here on the podcast, uh, Jake Johnson, who got um, who is a homeschooler who is a, an amazing swimmer, and he got a um, scholarship to swim for Harvard. And most of our kids who who I mean most of our kids who took swimming lessons, we never thought they were going to swim competitively for Harvard. No, and we never thought they were going to possibly go to the Olympics. No, you know. But somehow, academically, we have this different thing. Well, if I'm homeschooling my kids, yeah. and if they're working hard and they're diligent, then they should be scoring really, really high academically. <laughs> and I'm not sure why we set academics in this special place. It, yeah, we...
1: it's it's this American thing. Mm-hmm. So if, if we as moms can trust that God sees beauty in the average academian, then we can really look for how they can make the most out of who they are. And I always tell moms when they're stressing about this, that God makes all kids gifted. Say that again. God makes all kids
0: gifted. But doesn't gifted mean that you score higher on tests at school than everybody else? (laughs) Isn't that the definition in (laughs) Merriam-Webster?
1: And that, that's our American momness it thing. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's that no, gifting is whatever God made unique and special in a teen. So, our friend Jake, who's swimming for Harvard, he was just born to swim. Yep. Yeah. And even a kid who's an average swimmer is beautiful in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. That maybe their gift is being kind. Right. Maybe their gift is, is being exceptionally good at holding doors open for people going into the Wawa instead of dropping it in their face. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they are exceptionally good at being detail-oriented mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they can work on stuff and fix yep. it. And, like... Being gifted doesn't mean the best, and it doesn't mean academics. It just means this is something special that God has given. So if I give you something, if I
0: give you a gift right Mm now, and here, here's a cell phone. I'm giving you a gift. Oh, thank you for
1: this wonderful
0: cell phone. You just received that, didn't you? I did, and it's very special, well, I'm glad you like it. Even though it's very average and sort of old. It is average and very old, but <laughs> kind of like mine. Yeah, so giftings, uh, we're, we're looking at what God's given to each of our kids. They simply received it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not something that they earned or made themselves. Now, mm-hmm. they have a responsibility to steward those giftings. Right. So if your kid is gifted with kindness, then they need to be looking for ways to grow and mature in ways to show kindness, um, to also model it and encourage others to become more kind. Um, they, they should always be growing in those things, yeah. just like the, the uh, viola player needs to practice every right. day. She needs to continue to, to grow her gift. Right. But the fact is it's something that they received. And so mm-hmm. we're actually talking about what
1: God has done in yeah. each of our kids, not what our kid is doing. Absolutely. And, you know, we can help them steward, but first we have to help them appreciate it. Mm. To look for, like, there are things in me that are a blessing to the kingdom of God. Right. And that's why those gifts are there. Not to make you a millionaire, not to make you the best out and be famous. Like, it's not about you. Right. And it's not about it's not about our kids. It's not about us as moms. We're we are all here to advance the kingdom of God. And when they look for ways to to steward that, then we can capture it on the transcript. Oh,
0: so this matters for homeschooling too. It's not <laughs> just good parenting; it's good homeschool parenting. Because if nothing how else, how can these
1: things be captured on a transcript? Yeah, like if their gift is being kind. Then we work on, you know, we read books about kind people, so we help that to grow. Right. We practice social skills so that they get more attuned, just like the viola player, mm-hmm. you know, learning from experts and learning new skills. And then we can capture it under life skills as an elective. Nice.
0: Yeah. We can have some um, service on mm-hmm. the transcript because we can make sure that they are then volunteering in places yeah. where that gift of kindness yeah. can really be a blessing to people
1: who need yeah. kindness in their lives and this this is not cheesy this is preparing right. the next generation of young people to be the kingdom of God people that God has in mind right and think about obsessed. think about different kinds of workplaces um, there are people there with
0: all kinds of different intellectual giftings who have all different kinds of academic backgrounds and everybody also knows if you if you work at a bank in a collections department or whatever, mm-hmm. Everybody knows who the compassionate person is yeah. on your floor. Everybody knows who's the one who's always kind of looking out for people and mothering them and mm-hmm. nurturing them or whatever. Um, everybody knows who the the really like savvy, smart kind of person is who maybe mm-hmm. is not academically super smart but who mm-hmm. has a ton of common sense and discernment and the ability to straighten out a sticky wicket. You yeah. know? Those kinds of things we all appreciate them in the workplace, in mm-hmm. the volunteer organization, in the church, in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. We recognize it among adults and we value it. but when we look at our teens we often miss it all together and even if we notice it, we think it has very little
1: value. But it kind of makes the world go round makes the world go round and that's that's kingdom of God. So it has value. (laughs) Anyway, if we can help moms feel happy and thankful about the child that they were given Mm -hmm. and that their academically average kid is awesome in God's eyes. Absolutely. And then they can be awesome in our eyes. And then we can look for those, the, the gifts that God put there. Right. And your teen is not going to figure
0: this out without your help, mom. Yeah. That we we all can remember enough of our own teen years. Even the most confident teenager is in an identity crisis of some sort all the time because they are so close to becoming an adult, whatever that means. And it feels so intimidating. Mm -hmm. And for them to look in the mirror on their own and to say, you know, I believe that God gifted me in these areas. Isn't that cool? I'm excited to see what he's going to do for the kingdom through my life. <laughs> I th- that's just, the majority is just not they there. Can't. They can't. They're they supposed to doubt us. themselves. Yes, They need us to help them yeah. recognize and appreciate those things that God has gifted them with. Awesome. All right. So there you go. That was our little uh, average offering to you this morning because we don't have any particular... We're just average moms. We're, just at, we're just like you, only, only older. older. <laughs> yep. So we hope that that was an encouragement and we hope that it's going to be a really practical thing that you make a decision, that you say, okay, I want to see my kid the way God sees them. And so God, I'm asking you,
1: to change the way I
0: see my kid, to to let my eyes recognize those things in my average kid, those things that are not average, those things that are gifts from you. Help me to see them and then to call them out and to help my kids see them too. Good stuff. All right. So be blessed. Have a wonderful week. And we will see you next time on the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.